Hello and welcome to the Hall of Fame video game podcast starring Matt Levy and Mike Staub. We love video games and have embarked on a journey to index the greatest video games of all time into our very own Hall of Fame. Here's the show. And hello, Mike. How are you? Welcome back. I'm back here in New York. I'm a little jet lagged, but I'm feeling pretty good. I actually, uh, the tour of Japan was incredible. There's really not many things I could say about it other than it being unbelievably good. And now that I'm back, it's time to talk about video games again. And we came just in time, Mike. I mean, it seems like your arrival back to New York set Nintendo on a, a course of releasing great content here to us. Yeah, it's. I didn't expect much from this. Obviously, folks, we're not covering a game today. Earlier this week, Nintendo, there was a rumor going around last week that Nintendo was going to drop a Direct this week. Their normal kind of June Direct, mid-June Direct, which normally would be around E3 time, but E3 doesn't exist anymore. It's actually kind of upsetting that E3 doesn't exist anymore, but what can you do? I really do think it was a unifying moment for the industry. And now a lot of the direct presentations we've been seeing have been really weak. The Sony one wasn't very good aside from showing us Spider-Man 2. Which Final Fantasy in- 7 Rebirth. Yeah, yeah, but- yeah, yeah. The Rebirth stuff was really good, but most of them have been fairly weak. Mm-hmm. And Nintendo, once again, is just proving to everyone that like games are the most important aspect of these things. It's not about the new $500 headpiece that you got to buy. It's not about the whatever 20 something hundred dollar goggles you have to buy for, for Apple. It's when it comes to video games, it's about the gaming and, and Nintendo has proven with the switch that I'm going to say something that might be a little bold, even though I don't think it's as bold now, but Matt loves it. I'm getting the, come on, bring it. For years, it, it's it's hard to set aside recency bias when it comes to any form of entertainment. It always feels like the thing you're watching or playing now is the best thing ever because you're so invested in it. But if you look at the Switch and the last six years of the Switch's life, and you compare its library to any other library of any gaming console of all time, and I'm including the Nintendo Switch Online games, I'm including remakes, I'm including ports, I'm including everything. The Switch has the best library ever, and I don't think that's a stretch. Before this, it might have been the PS2 or the PS1 or maybe the Super Nintendo, but the Switch has the best library of all time, and while I don't I don't really think that was up for dispute before this, after today's direct, I don't really think you can argue at all anymore. I, I think Switch now is has become based on what's coming out this year and where Switch goes in the future, you know, if we get a Switch 2 or something like that. Mike, some years ago, you could have talked to you and me in 2016. And if you had asked me and Mike honestly, do you have a preference on where do you game? Do you have mm-hmm. a favorite console mm-hmm. developer? I probably would have said, listen, I go to where the games are. I like Sony. I like Xbox. I like Nintendo. At that point, the Wii U in 2016, Nintendo was in some trouble. At that point, Xbox was trying to make a pushback. Sony was really winning things. And again, winning or losing for, for gamers is just about the best content. But you're right. In the last six years with the Switch, 
they've made a device that, Mike, if someone had never played a video game before and you wanted to give them old and new, this console has everything. And it's no stretch or exaggeration to say that at this point. It's got everything. It's got everything. Obviously, it's RPG heavy. It's indie game heavy. It's Nintendo game heavy, but it's got literally everything. Like if you wanted to switch, the only stuff it doesn't have is like at this point is super, super modern, like third person action games and things like that. Like it doesn't have, it doesn't, it's not getting Final Fantasy 16, right? It's not going to get Final Fantasy 7 Remake Part 2. It's not going to get, but it has Final Fantasy 1 through 12, which is just a crazy thing to say. Final Fantasy 1, yeah, it has Final Fantasy 1 through 12. Excluding and, 11, but uh, yeah, but whatever. And it's got 15 in like the mobile version of 15. Sure, sure, sure. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have it, it, it's not going to have Starfield or stuff like that. It should have Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas, but it doesn't. But it's got so much. It's got so much. And arguably the best game in every series that Nintendo's ever put out is on Switch. And I think a lot of us who follow this thought today's there were rumors floating around about stuff going up, what was coming out the last few days, because there's always rumors that come out ahead of a direct. And actually, I think the rumors are pretty spot on based on what I saw on the internet. But ultimately, like I think a lot of us were like, okay, well, the Switch is clearly winding down its release calendar. It's not going to have a lot more big games. And then it hit us in the face with like some giants today. If you told me that Tears of the Kingdom was going to be the pretty much only big game that Nintendo would release in 2023, I would have said, yeah, that's 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 probably right. And Tears of the Kingdom will be game of the year in most publications because it's that good. But they come out with this direct today and give us maybe not games that will give Tears of the Kingdom a, a run for its money, but games that will be in the conversation at the end of the year for among the best games of the year. And it's funny because the direct didn't start out great. It didn't start out great. It started out with Pokemon DLC, which is not something Nintendo normally does in a direct. Usually Pokemon information is saved for their own specific Pokemon related directs, but Pokemon Scarlet and Violet DLC, it's like, all right, Cool, I guess. And this is still a strange move because the game itself, while it sold gangbusters, it's still not up to par technically. People thought it would have been refixed, patched. They've they've fixed minimal. I mean, I've heard they fixed five to ten percent of the glitches in this game, it, and it still runs terribly. So it's um, like here's more content that probably won't run well, but yeah, unless unless this update, this DLC fixes the frame rate it fixes the processing I think that is very wishful thinking yeah i mean i mean it, it gives the diehards that don't care about how it runs more content and a reason to come back to this game mike I, I couldn't play it i could not play pokemon scarlet i couldn't i have to every time i try to jump back into it to play it again i have to put it down because it runs that poorly and i'm not really even like mr techie but it's like nauseating like i almost like physically can't play it so Maybe this will fix some of that stuff. And obviously it can be fixed. Xenoblade Xenoblade Chronicles 3 runs beautifully with eight characters on the screen and giant robots and stuff. So like maybe they need to hire Monolith Soft to go in there and <laughs> fix stuff. But yeah, so it starts off with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet DLC. And I'm like, I think the Teal Mask one looks kind of cool. Like the one that's like, like the Japanese style festival. Yep. The Indigo Disc, I don't care about. Like I'm like, eh, who cares? Like 
it's crazy how the DLC for Sword and Shield was so good. Oh, it added so much content to so the game. Good. And I'm sure this will too. Yeah. I, I don't downplay the amount of content you get from these packs, Mike. It's just, it feels silly to me to be like, here, buy this while the original package is still not as polished as it should be. Nah, nah, definitely. And uh, yeah, I wasn't jazzed. <laughs> no, that's a uh, strange way, like you said, to start the direct. Yeah. But then it follows with, a game we already knew about, Mike, a Sonic game. Now, it might not jazz you because I know you're not Sonic guy. That's not the sign on your head. But it does have some things that I've never seen four-player co-op in a Sonic game before, and that's kind of cool. I'm going to say this. Sonic Superstars, is that what it's called? Yes, yeah, Sonic is. Superstars looks actually quite good. I'm I'm very impressed with how it looks. It's it looks like it's taking a cue from the new Super Mario Brothers game. Yes, good. You hit the nail on the head there. And that's that's fine. That's that's fine. Those games are successful. They did well. And I've always said that Sonic works the best when he's in 2D. And 2D widescreen, 2.5D, great character selection. Yep. I mean, four-player co-op. This could be really fun. And yeah. We we love a good, fun fall platformer. I will buy this game. This game will be get purchased when it comes out. This I'm feels like, impressed. like you said, Rayman, like Mario. Yeah. It feels like one of those nice, fun yeah. co-op platformers. But this one is a purchase. I don't know if it's a $60 game, but it probably yeah. will be. It probably will be. I mean, it's not the only 2D platformer that we saw in the direct and we'll get to that later it's it's probably the second best looking one though yeah uh, no, out that's, of all the ones I saw. i've never been this high on a sonic game as far as i thought the way that it looked outside of mania nah not really sonic mania is really good yeah and mm, this this looks good this looks like it could be pretty good so after that mike it followed with a game that i had never heard of i don't know if you had palia i don't know if it was announced already yeah i don't know is that the it was a palia. free-to-play adventure sim Oh, is that is that the one that's kind of like it's like another farming game? It's a cozy, massive multiplayer online game. Friends can visit each other's homes. I hate to downplay it, but this game's just not for me. I'm happy it's there for people. Yeah, I mean, Switch has has does have that kind of appeal. Yeah, yeah, appeal appeal to that audience. But at the same time, it does catch a lot of heat for having so many of these like cozy farming games. If you watch the chat during things, things. People just type farm, sim, like they just they write these words out and they put Z's, a bunch of Z's in the chat. And a lot of that happened during this game. And it looked fine. It's just, it's not for me. You got to love it. Yeah, not not something I'm looking forward to. Next, we got, Mike, something that I think you are looking forward to. Now, we knew about this game already from other platforms. That's Persona 5 Tactica. Oh, man. Persona 5 Tactica. Let me tell you something. I love Persona 5. You all out there know I'm a Persona fan. I like Atlas games a lot. They're kind of fun, dark anime. Jazz is so cool. Literally jazz, actually. And you put tactics at the end of it, and I'm all in. I still want Final Fantasy Tactics on Switch if I wanted to be greedy. The Switch is still missing two games. It's missing Final Fantasy Tactics, and it's missing Chrono Trigger. But yeah. what can we, you do? We can't have everything, right? No, we can't. <laughs> so maybe maybe between Triangle Strategy and Persona 5 Tactica, yeah. It'll, it'll scratch the itch. It'll scratch the itch a no, little but bit. This does look cool. I love when certain genres or certain game franchises go into other styles of games. And this definitely yeah. is cool. 
Yeah, it was cool to see. I think we knew this was coming. Mm -hmm. I'm actually surprised we didn't see Persona 3 remake on Switch. That seems like it's a perfect fit, but maybe we'll see something later. But yeah, Persona 5 Tactica looks awesome. Yeah. Now the next one, Mike, actually caught me off guard and I was really interested in it. And this was called Myth Force, a game that's in, it played in a first person style. And it almost reminded me of, I think they advertised as like a Saturday morning cartoon come come turn into a video game. But it reminded me of like a Dungeons and Dragons party. And it is yeah. a co-op online game, but I loved how it had an RPG feel in a first-person action game. I like that a lot. I love the visuals. Like it yeah, looks like the art thunder, It looks beautiful. like Thundercats or or the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon from the 1980s. And I'm not usually a big fan of roguelikes, but multiplayer roguelike seems like a good fit. It does because it means every playthrough will be different and you and your party have to like stay on their heels. Yeah. And if there's, if there's leveling up and gear and all the stuff we expect in a game like this, it could be a lot of fun as far as like a co-op adventure. Yeah, I think so. I think that could be a good time and co-op while it's great to play through a game, start to finish having a constant, the constant opportunity to get into a new co-op experience with the same game, with the same people over and over again that could be really cool. Yeah. Uh, that's why so many people play like hero shooters and stuff. Cause like every match is a little different. So I think that's cool. Well, it's like you said, I think if this art style was realistic, I would have probably just said, eh, another roguelike online game, but the art style really pulled me in. It's yeah. really colorful. I mean, the, the colors were really vibrant. Yeah, no, I think it looks, it looks really good in terms of visually, like yeah. really nice. So that follows with, some Splatoon 3 Splatfest content, which if you're a Splatoon fan, this is always fun to keep people in more content. Yeah, I, apparently this time around, you got to choose which ice cream you like best. <laughs> so vanilla or strawberry or I guess uh, mint, chip. mint, mint yeah. chip. Mint chip might be the best of that bunch. I'm a cookie dough guy, so. Uh, they left chocolate out for all the chocolate fans out chocolate, there. Chocolate ice cream is lame. <laughs> so you got chocolate some- ice cream needs stuff in it. You see, you got another splat fest there. Mike, Mike's dying on the mint chip hill. Is that what's happening here? Yeah, I mean, I can't do vanilla. Ugh, <laughs> a right? bad mint chip, though, does taste like toothpaste, Mike. Oh, I love bad, like, a bad mint chip is not good, but that green mint chip looks like it's Baskin Robbins, so I'm good. Sometimes it's white, and I'm like, what are you doing white no, mint no, chip? No, 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 no. My mint chip needs to be teal. Yeah, it totally I, does. If it's not green, then then get out of here. You're doing it wrong. Add some color dye. Fix that. Like I like I like I like vanilla ice cream. I really do. I think a good vanilla ice cream is hard to mess with. But chocolate's such a strange taste. This is not even on the splat fest. <laughs> Strawberry ice cream is great, but chocolate's a weird ice cream ice cream flavor if you're eating it and it doesn't have like any chunks in it. Like I, can I feel see like the hate mail for chocolate fans right now. Come just, at it's me, just coming in. Just come at me with your plain chocolate lame lame ice cream. I don't care. So Mike, following up the Splatfest content was the return of a series that I know they announced this sequel years ago, but here it is finally. The first one was on the 3DS to take to Pikachu. Hey. And now he returns the old grumpy coffee drinking Detective Pikachu. Hey, I'm Pikachu over here. I got to do detective stuff. I don't really know what this game is. I did not play the first one. I heard it was a lot of fun and I was hoping it'd be ported to the Switch. 
Yeah. And you know what? I'm glad it is because this this might be an opportunity for someone like me to sit down and play Detective yeah. Pikachu. Yeah, totally. But enough Detective Pikachu because we got to get to the game that really... Mike, why don't you set the scene for us for this next one? So, okay. I had put out some some posts on the internet the last day, a few days because I always get excited for a direct. I always like to put up my 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 predictions. And there were rumors swirling about over the last few days that a classic Super Nintendo role-playing game was going to get remade. And the rumors were pointing towards Mario RPG and Chrono Trigger. The, there was a rumor that there was a Chrono Trigger HD 2D remake going on, and there was a rumor that a Mario RPG remake was in the works. So my initial thought was like, okay, I don't think they're remaking Mario RPG, but it'll probably be put on Nintendo Switch Online. That makes a lot of sense. It's not there. It's a Nintendo game. I know Square worked on it too, but it's on the SNES Mini. It would make a lot of sense if it was just there. Uh, and then I put up a post this morning. It was like, listen, I- I'm just happy to see here anything about Super Mario RPG. So like, please just give me something. And they start, they start showing us in on the direct, they start showing us the opening kind of scene to Mario RPG, which is Princess Peach sitting like on a little hill, mm-hmm. smelling some flowers. And in the, in the game, Bowser come and take, comes and takes her away. And I was like, oh, cool. They're showing Mario RPG. It's in like the letterbox frame. I'm like, oh, okay. So this is going to be the NSO. This is going to be on Nintendo Switch Online. Yep. And then, and then like a star fragment, like kind of pushes past Peach. Like you show, it shows it moving across the screen. And then I said to myself, oh no, oh no, this is, this is the remake. This is it. They're, they're doing it. And then the screen snaps and it shows us a completely revisualized version of that scene. And it was at that moment that I'm like, oh, they've they've done it. They've they've remade Super Mario RPG. And there were rumors, there have been rumors for years that this was happening. That I guess Nintendo and Square were able to get back together and kind of remake this game from the ground up. And I was completely floored. For those of you who don't know. Uh, on this podcast, if you're a newer listener, haven't been listening since day one, Super Mario RPG is my favorite game of all time. It's been my favorite game since I was 10. I remember the day I got the game. I played it the entire summer. I used to start every single summer with Super Mario RPG. And for this game came out in 1996. For 27 years, a few of these, all of these characters outside of the regular Nintendo characters have kind of been lost to time. And it's Malo, the, the little boy who's a cloud. It's Gino, who's kind of like a, a, a Pinocchio, right? Poke Pinocchio meets like anime Star Knight. He's pretty much like the Final Fantasy character. Yeah, totally. Mario RPG with this blue cape and, and all that. And we've not seen these characters, but it's not just them. It's all the bosses. It's yep. all the other characters you play. And, and over the years, it's been like, well, Nintendo doesn't like when people mess with their classic characters. So... There's a lot of classic Nintendo characters in this game that get a little bit of a they get a little bit changed to something Nintendo might not like. But as it, this trailer continues to like show us everything, it looks like it's a very 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 faithful remake of Super Mario RPG almost to the point where like it looks like just a really good coat of paint put on a classic game similar similarly to how the Link's Awakening remake was handled. 
and I've I was beside myself with with joy. I I I never thought this would happen ever in a million years. I would have taken just the NSO version. I, I would have taken better access to play this game. I I never thought a remake would happen. It's not Final Fantasy VII, right? It's not. Mike, I thought this game, like you said, would be lost in time because it's not solely developed by Nintendo. I thought it's something they'd want to leave behind, pretend didn't happen, and keep making Paper Mario games, which or the Mario and Luigi games. And I thought that was going to be sort of what we would get yeah. going forward. This was a complete shock. Uh, it does look like Link's Awakening, where they just put a great coat of, coat of paint on the game. I'm yeah. hoping we get some new like UIs, new menus. Almost like Metroid Prime, where it's almost a remake, but not. It's really just a really good remaster, where the the mechanics, the gameplay, all stays the same. Do you really want them to change combat or anything else? No, I don't want the, any them to change anything. Honestly, I think if it's just a visual thing with like updated QOL improvements and a better timing and all that stuff. That's all that's all this game needs. Nicer cutscenes, things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. This game should be should be kept pretty close. And I think they knew that. My number one question is do we think this is being done in-house or do we think Square's helping them with this? So at the end when they show the title screen, it does say copyright Nintendo slash Square Enix. Characters also at Nintendo at copyright Nintendo slash square enix so i don't know but, the original game wasn't developed by enix square enix right it was developed by squaresoft so i'm not sure how that works but obviously square enix characters are in this square enix and nintendo might have outsourced the development to to a third party but but people well, are calling this a remake it is being credited yes. already as a full-on remake it, it's absolutely a remake even if it's just a remake from a visual standpoint obviously the controls will be different they'll fit modern control schemes and it looks like there's some extra bonus extra kind of little bells and whistles that they threw on it but ultimately it looks like what you would imagine super mario rpg to look like in today's today's age you were and over tw- we're over to what 25 years from this game mike it's 27 wow. and this came out and i believe March or April of 1996. That's, so this is among the last of the Super Nintendo games. And yeah, we never thought we'd see Gino again. And uh, he's back, right? He's back. It's like it's like I said on Facebook, it's like seeing your friends that you haven't seen in a long time. It's a, it's a really special game, I think. And I think it's the best of the Mario RPGs. The art style that they chose for this, it really pays respect to the original yeah. It does seem very faithful, but again, so vibrant, so beautiful. I'm so impressed. And this game, it, it's coming out in November, so we don't have to wait very long. November's that's that's four months away. It's three and a half yeah. months away, depending on when it hits. So this it's, is going to be up there for a lot of people that haven't played this game, as you said. Yeah, and they confirmed that Yoko Shimomura has has worked on the music. So she's reorchestrated all of her classic songs from the original with a fully orchestrated song, with a fully orchestrated soundtrack. And, and so you can hear like trumpets and stuff like that, like all instruments. And it's, it's just amazing. I was, I was, like I said, I was completely floored and taken, taken completely off guard by this. This made it for me, right? I, I don't need any other games to come out this year, even though there are a lot more coming out this year. It's, it's incredibly surprising to me, Mike, because, and maybe you differ on this, I wouldn't think they'd put the production value and effort and time into 
remaking a game like this because I don't know what they expect in terms of sales. It is still an RPG. It still will probably detract some people away, though it does have the Mario in the title. And it looks beautiful. I don't know if five million is would be high yeah, expectation for what they I, sell. I, I don't know. I actually think that five million is is probably too many. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I know it is hitting at the right time, November. A lot of switches out there in the wild, so people might give it a chance. And obviously, with the vouchers still being a yeah, thing, yeah. it might sell more. But sales aside, this was a great announcement. Besides a couple of leaks the last couple of days, this completely shocked everyone. Yeah, I mean, like I said, this seemed like it would just be a drag and drop on NSO. And here we are with a full remake. I don't know what that means for Chrono Trigger. I, I do have faith that an HD 2D remake of Chrono Trigger is in the works. But... I think that might be something we see maybe next year. I mean, no disrespect to Super Mario RPG. I think this is exciting, and I love the original game. I actually played it not on the SNES, but on the Wii Virtual Console and loved mm-hmm. it. But I think Chrono Trigger is considered one of the great RPGs of all time. I think it's it's sitting at a different level with mass audiences than Mario RPG, and I think yeah, the amount of different people that would have to get involved to create something like that, would it be HD 2D, would it be something like this? I think... It would be a huge undertaking. Not that this isn't, but yeah. I think that I, I think it's less likely. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy that it's not really available right now. Like, yeah. I feel like Chrono Trigger isn't on enough consoles. No, it's weird. I, yeah, but let's let's keep going, Mike. That that was one of the big, truly tremendous announcements from this, mm-hmm. and you probably could have ended right there and been happy, Mike. But there's still I, so yeah. much more. There was another 40, like 30 minutes after that. It was crazy. So next, we got a very brief appearance from Princess Peach in her own game, Mike. Now, we didn't get to see much here. Yeah, it looks like a good feel game. I don't know if it is. I don't know if it's by good feel, right? That's the company that makes like Yarn Yoshi and Yoshi's Woolly World and all that. It looks like one of their games. It looks like a really cool, like really odd 2D kind of platformer. I'm happy. I loved Super Princess Peach. I thought that game ruled. It's nice to see Peach get a, another game. We saw very little of it, so I'm excited to see more of it probably in a direct that happens in September. But oh, also- a stat I heard, Mike, recently was 40% of gamers are actually female and 54% of mobile game- gamers are female. So there's a female audience out there that wants more representation, more games with female lead characters and Nintendo, I thought between this and announcement we'll see later in this direct, I think they're doing a good job with that. I think by bringing, giving Peach her own, yeah, we played the last Super Princess Peach game, but this one looks like a more creatively, graphically interesting game. Yeah, I, I agree. And I'm all about it. I, I think Peach Peach should have had her own, more of her own games years ago i mean bowser wrote her a song so she's she's worth a game exactly and that song was huge (laughs) mike after that we got a remaster a port of a game that i missed on the i think it was the ds or the 3ds that was luigi's mansion 2 dark moon yeah and i'm ecstatic for this i love luigi's mansion 3 and if it's even half as good as luigi's mansion 3 i'll be picking this game up next year it is dark moon's really really good I'm surprised they're not doing the original. I'm surprised they're not seeing the original Luigi's Mansion, but Dark Moon's a better game. It's more robust. I'm really excited for this. This is a this is for so far like all the big games we've talked about are day one purchases for me. Yeah, a lot of money Nintendo's. And as you said, you started by saying 
People thought the switch was winding down. Tears of the Kingdom was going to be like the mic drop for the system, drop 30 million copies out there, and then move on to Switch 2. But we've talked about so many games they still have coming. And Mike, I'm going to actually going to take the floor for a second here. Yeah, go for it. I know you're excited. I have been asking the whole expression, port everything to the Switch. That's something yeah. that everyone's been saying for really five years now, since the first <laughs> year into the Switch. The Pets Initiative. The Pets Initiative. P-E-T-S, port everything to the Switch. So this was one that was high up. I mean, I was on forums this past week, people saying, what is your wish list? This was number one. And I didn't think it was realistic. And that is Batman Arkham Trilogy. Now, this is the Rocksteady Trilogy. This does not include Arkham Origins. Now, the first two games were on Xbox 360. So graphically, this should be no problem for the Switch at all no definitely i think i think arkham asylum and arkham arkham city, city will run very well uh, on the switch i think i don't think there'll be any problems night yeah night was an xbox one ps4 game and even with my high-end pc that game was tough to run now i'm sure they're gonna have to probably scale back things yeah it might be like a witcher this, yeah it'll be like a witcher and again it's amazing that exists on the switch and if this game if you even get a 30 frames per second low res version of this game portably, I think that's impressive. And to have the first two games, I bet they make no sacrifices for Asylum and City. These are three, probably if I had to go toe to toe as far as trilogies out there, you'd be hard pressed to find a better three video game trilogy. No, nah, it's really good. And it's it's a great, it's a great option for Switch, especially if you want to go portable. Like that's the biggest thing. Like we were talking about the library. Switch's library is great without being portable. Now you make right. that library portable. If right? this was just a console experience, you'd be like, all right, it's got everything from Portal to Mario Collection, Zelda Collections, you name it. I mean, there's stuff non-Nintendo as well on the system that you never thought would be on a Nintendo system, Persona 5. Yeah. But here we're talking about the Arkham games that really no one saw this coming. I mean, no. Arkham City was on the Wii U, so I guess you could say they could port that version. But this this really is, if it's 60 bucks, are you kidding me? This is the easiest $60 I ever spent to play yeah, this game on the go. It's a really, really good addition to the Switch. Yeah. So again, that's supposed to be this fall. We'll keep an eye to see what condition these ports come in. But I was thrilled to see some of my favorite games of all time ported to the Switch. That's amazing. I think that's so cool. And I'm happy for you. I will replay this game for the eighth, ninth, tenth time. <laughs> I mean, they're not, they're not that long. So... No, they're good. Yeah. I'm ex- I'm excited to play I'm excited to play Asylum again, actually. Oh, it's a great Metroidvania. Very good. Very, very good. Next one, Mike, was a tactical RPG, a game called Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven. Did you take a chance to look at this one? This board game type style? Yeah, I did. I've played the board game Gloomhaven and uh, it's good. I- I'm never crazy about the board game translations to video game consoles, but I'm happy for all the tabletop folks out there who are going to be really excited for something like this. And Gloomhaven is like one of the premier tabletop games along with a game like Root, which is also on the Switch. So I think that's awesome. Good for them. Yeah, it seemed really cool. That's coming in September. Yeah. Uh, after that, we got a game that I don't think... Uh, this must be the first version of this game, right? Just Dance. Is this a new series, Mike? Yeah, I think so. I think Just Dance <laughs> is brand new. They still don't release these games on the Wii. <laughs> Just Dance. I, this is the the 2024 edition, but it might be the 24th edition of this game. Yeah, I mean... 
but they're people, fun. I people mean, like Just Dance, dude. I mean, they were making Just Dance games on the Wii until like two or three years ago. Yeah, I, I own a couple of these when they go on sale. It, for one night, it's worth it. For for twenty bucks, you find it on sale. It's fun with you got a couple friends. It's, it's yeah, a good time. yeah. It's a good party game for people who don't always video game. Totally. So we followed up with an action RPG with some anime art style called Silent Hope. I don't know if you got a chance to look at this one. I, I did. I did. It's 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 all right. Like, it's not a huge deal. I, I wasn't like, okay, this is something I really need to talk about. Looks like oh. it's got a pretty robust crafting system. It's another one of these kind of, there are people who will love it and that's good. It seems very run of the mill. And yeah. Speaking of run of the mill, we got Fay Farm next, which looked like yeah, very much farm. your farm sims. And listen, it's colorful. It's vibrant. I- I'm sure it's a great time for those that love this genre of video games. I love how Nintendo handles like these filler games they shove into the middle where there's like three or four or five games in a row that were like, oh, we're just going to run through them real quick. We know nobody really cares about them that much. They have their reserved fan bases and then we're going to move on to the next big thing. So uh, yeah, Faye Fay Farm and Silent Hope feel like they fall into that. Totally. Yeah. And it's they do it, like you said, like halfway or two thirds of the way through. You're already invested. You're not going to turn it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and that like, followed with Hot Wheels Unleashed 2, which is the sequel to the game that came out two years ago. I like Hot Wheels Unleashed. Yeah. It was a good game. It is. It was a good game and this should be good. Yeah. It's it's probably not the best place to play these series. I found on the Xbox PlayStation, they, they look and run a bit smoother, look a bit nicer, but you could do worse than playing it on the Switch. You could totally do Oh, worse. yeah. I mean, this is a PS5 game for sure, but like if all you got is Switch and you it's, want a racing game that totally. isn't cart, go for it. Hey. They, they, they re-released Chocobo Racing without all the BS microtransactions, so that's good. I just heard about that this option. last week. Yeah, that, that looked Chocobo Racing, no more microtransactions. It's like, come on, people. Yeah, <laughs> Like this should be a big announcement. Yeah, I don't. What, what are you going to do? So we're uh, about a little over halfway through this, Mike. There was a lot of content here. We got a, a game, a small game, Manic Mechanics coming yeah, out I after think, that. I think I might have looked away while this was shown. <laughs> I, I don't really remember it. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, I guess. no, it looks fine. And then we get some more content for Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope, Ubisoft has done a good job of, of adding more content to this game, this series uh, along the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're always adding more to these Mario Rabbids games. I, I I like them a lot. I think they're very cool. I like King Babam is in this as like a as like a villain. I, I will say this much. Interestingly enough, the folks who worked on this game over at Ubisoft said that they hope to keep updating Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope on the ne- for the next Switch successor. I don't know if we want to read into that too much because the internet already has, but maybe that's a maybe that's a a hint that Nintendo's next console is just more Switch and maybe it's more iterative. Maybe maybe it's something that's going to have backwards compatibility if they're going to update a game for a new console. But we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. No, we will. We will see and keep an eye on that. But that's we, coming in. Yeah. We can expect. I would say. I would say a, a, a new console announced probably February or next year, right? Yeah, I think nine months were away, I'd say. That's yeah, right. because I don't think they're going to announce it before year end. And none of the games that they have announced today scream, we need a Switch 2 to play any of these. So nah. I don't think so. Arkham Knight, though. Arkham Knight, maybe. I think that's why we haven't heard about Metroid Prime 4. I think when that went back to start over again, they said, hey, we can probably use some higher 
fidelity visuals yeah, to really make I, this I baby. Th- I think that game's going to be a a launch window game for whatever the next switch is. So, Mike, next we had a dra- another game in the Dragon Quest series. This seems to be another one of those spinoffs on the Switch called Dragon Quest Monsters the Dark Prince. Yeah, I like Dragon Quest Monsters a lot. It's kind of like Dragon Quest's answer to Pokemon. Those games are really fun on the Game Boy, and I'm really excited to see what this is about. I like Dragon Quest a lot. I like the designs. I would have loved to have seen more about the Dragon Quest 3 remake, but... I guess that's still... They've been, they've been quiet on that. It must be a big quiet. undertaking. Yeah. Probably, yeah. But that looks cool. Next one is an absolute day one purchase oh, for me. yeah. My goal is to have Tears of the Kingdom at least 100% in my own mind. I'm not actually going to get every Korok seed, but my goal is to have that game beat by July 21st because I want to play Pikmin 4. And we got an announcement, Mike, that the demo is coming out this following week. Yep. So this game will be in our hands to try out, but yep. this game looks like a lot of fun. No, it really does, and it's exciting. I, I I'm really I really love Pikmin. I, I loved Pikmin three. I got started with that one, and and have been all about it. And this new game looks amazing. Going inside the homes and playing at night and doing all that stuff. I just love the puzzle nature of all this stuff. And Pikmin games are so quiet and relaxing, and so interesting to kind of explore these worlds. I guess it's Earth. You're exploring Earth yeah. as a this, this very, very, very small person. And along with that, saddle up with that, we have Pikmin 1 and 2, which digitally are available on the eShop right now. So if you haven't played Pikmin 1 and 2, now you can. So now you can play all the Pikmin games on Switch. I love a good shadow drop, Mike. Love it. You know it. We love a shadow <laughs> drop. And it looks like a physical version of the game will be available in September. So I'm probably going to get the physical. I, I might download both. I might download it as well just to <laughs> yeah, play. That's a long wait for the physical. It's cool they released it today. But three months to get the physical yeah. version. That They really want you to double dip. Yeah, they do. I, I just the com- the completionist aspect of it drives me to want to buy. I the hear physical. you. So that that is fifty dollars if you buy the bundle. So yep. that that's probably going to get a lot of people to impulse purchase. But another collection that I don't know if you were surprised by this one, Mike, but this one could go down as one of the biggest announcements of the direct, and that is the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume One. It's like the hits keep on coming, dude, because it was like, wow, Switch's library is incredible. Oh, yeah. Here's Mario RPG. Here's all the Pikmin games. Here's, here's all the Batman games. Here's all the Batman games. And now here's three of three the best of- video games ever made. It's not even three of them. It's like six of them <laughs> because it's Metal Gear Solid. It's Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3. It's also the original MSX version of Metal Gear, the original MSX version of Metal Gear 2. Snakes Revenge. And... No, not Snake's Revenge. Oh, the uh, I say it's MSX. Snake's Revenge is on this collection. You are right, but <sighs> so so I need to get into the history a little bit with this. So the MSX is where Metal Gear started. It's Metal Gear and Metal Gear Two were on the MSX. It's a Japanese computer platform. Those games never really came to the United States before Metal Gear Solid Three Subsistence. So this collection has Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid Two, Metal Gear Solid Three, Metal Gear from the MSX, Metal Gear 2 from the MSX. Then, so that's five games. Then it has the NES version the of, NES. Meta, of Metal Gear and the US only NES sequel to Metal Gear, Snake's Revenge, 
which is not really even a Metal Gear game because it was developed with America in mind, using kind of using Snake as a character, but it's a totally different game. And there's a ton, ton of bonus content that they put in here. This is going to be like so, a museum of content. So much bonus content, so much storyline stuff, so much stuff to try to make you help you make heads or tails of what's actually going on in Metal Gear Solid. I mean, this on Switch is like now. Is this the? Cow. Are we getting the twin snakes? No, version? this is the original version so. of Metal Gear Solid, which is a I, little I, unfortunate, right? Yeah. I, if we're but, gonna if we're gonna complain, I mean, that's the complaint. I just don't know how that works with the developer. I think what was it? Who made it? Was it Silicon Knights made? It was good memory. Yeah, it was they, they who made the Twin Snakes, and I don't know what that company's doing anymore, or if they're in business. So it right. might be a weird licensing issue. But this is still cool that Konami is poking their head out of the ground a bit more. And we're going to get this in October. Now, this is volume one. Does that mean that we could get a volume two with what would be on that? And would it come to the Switch? Would Metal Gear Solid 4 I think come so. to the Switch? Well, once again, is there a Switch successor in the works? Right. Is there a Switch successor in the works that has some sort of backwards compatibility? Because this is volume one. I imagine volume two will be Metal Gear Solid 4, maybe Metal Gear Solid 5. I could see Peace Walker being on Volume 2. I could see Portable Ops being on Volume 2. I could see the GB Color, the Game Boy Color game. And there's a couple of spin-off action games. Yep, there's, there's Rising uh, and, and Metal Gear Rising. Yeah. Yes, you're right. And then there's also the two like card-based tactical games right. in the PSP, Metal Gear Acid 1 and 2. So yeah, I, I don't know, man. They if, could get crazy, we have to say. I think we might see two or three volumes of this, so... It's, it's awesome. It's it is so cool. I don't think anyone would have seen this coming, but we obviously get the preview of this at the Sony event. So I was surprised to see that we're getting this on the Switch as well. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I thought this was going to be Xbox and PS5 only. So Now, the hits keep coming, Mike, because the next one, some people considered it was their like most played game of the year for 2022. It was considered almost game of the year in some groups. That's Vampire Survivors, Mike. Yeah, Vampire Survivor is a fun game. It's real simple. It's real simple, but it uses really cool Castlevania imagery and is just a really fun, like endless wave game where you don't really even do anything. You kind of just walk around and get power ups, and it's got the roguelike elements to it. So every run through is a little different. It's a really good time. I it think it looks like the added co op for this version, too. That is also very cool. So co op with this game could be a lot of fun, especially couch co op. Yeah, no, this is a big one. I don't think it'll be more than probably 20, 25 bucks that yeah, game. Yeah, I think it's a $20 game. That's what it feels like to me. It might be $14.99, but yeah, no, it's it's a good one. I, I suggest people play it. So I'm going to group the next few together, Mike, and you could tell me if there's something you want to talk about. The first one, Headbangers Rhythm Royale. Yeah, I'm good. And then Penny's Big Breakaway. Penny's Big Breakaway looks interesting because that's done by the people who made Sonic Mania. Yeah, I and saw it looks, that. It looks like a really cool like PS1, Sega Saturn era platformer. Yeah, it seems like we don't get those kind of games anymore, a 3D platformer. Like a so. 32-bit game almost. Yeah, so that comes early next year. And then we got, which was probably one of the most predictable things, we got some more Mario Kart 8 Deluxe content. Oh, yeah. And like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is just getting more and more and more Deluxe. Like... They're adding more stages from other games. They're adding new stages. Like, this is the eternal cart. Like, I don't know, like, how you could just... It's 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 more it's more ultimate than Smash Ultimate at this point in terms of, like, 
what makes Mario Kart Mario Kart. And but I love that they keep adding characters. I mean, levels are one thing, but I didn't expect them to start adding characters. And that kind of makes me think, where could they go? Yeah, I mean, it's great to see Petey Piranha and, and Riggler and Kamek, but where's Diddy Kong? Yeah, where's Diddy? I'd love to see some of Mario's other friends besides Link. I know we got Link, but why not get Samus on a, on a motorcycle? I think that'd be cool. Why not get Kirby on a... I think it'd be cool. Kirby a, should... I don't... I can't believe Kirby's not in cart. Yeah, no. It, it's it's not cool that they did not get the invitation. But, but Diddy Kong had his own cart. Yes. Thing. Maybe that's why. Diddy's like, hey, guys, you guys want to join me here with the tiger and the clock? No. <laughs> that's lame. Diddy, Diddy Kong needs to be in this game. So we're getting a lot more Mario Kart 8 content. I think there's two more waves. This one is hitting us this summer. And then we got another remake from the Star Ocean series, Mike. Yeah, so Star Ocean 2 is generally considered the best game in the series. And and it's it's generally considered one of the best PlayStation role-playing games. And this game is really good. Star Ocean, the first Star Ocean got a, a remake a handful of years ago like this. And it's cool that the sequel's getting it. it it's perfect for Switch. I really like the 2D and 3D blending of the PS1 style sprites with the 3D backgrounds. I think that looks really cool. I think it sounds good. I think this will be a really good game for like the hardcore RPG audience that exists on Switch. It's definitely perfect for them. And this is the perfect place to play a game. The like visuals this, so. truly look extraordinary. If you have not seen this trailer, I would watch it because... I think the blend, as Mike said, of yeah. the old and the new graphics, yeah. it, it was really jaw-dropping. I, I think it even surpassed what I think of the Octopath Travelers. I thought this looked even more impressive. Yeah, it looks really, really good. I was really, really impressed with it for sure. So following the Star Ocean remake, we got another game in the ever-going WarioWare series, but this one seems to be taking kind of a different, more of a motion turn. Yeah, man, this is more WarioWare. Just weird stuff. Weird stuff happening in Wario Land. And I love it. Yeah. It, there's always the oddest, strangest things. You can't help but chuckle at some of the, the humor in this game. It's it's very Eastern influenced, I would say, the the comedy. But yeah, it's definitely a goofy, a goofy kind of goofy Japanese influence, which I love. Absolutely love it. So that's coming to us in early November. And that is definitely going to overshadow the one-two. Switch series, which this is easily going to be more fun, it looks like. Yeah. So after that, Mike, we got a look at some Amiibo coming for the Tears of the Kingdom series. And we only had the Link one as of yet. And they announced a Zelda and a Ganondorf. Did you get a chance to look at these? Yeah, they're cool. They're cool. I, I, Amiibo's always cool. I yeah. always like seeing Amiibo. You know, they're calling Ganondorf the thick version of Ganondorf because he's yeah. like this like hunky, like he's hulky big. version. Yeah, he's he's got his fans out there, folks. The yeah. internet has once again shown <laughs> just how dehydrated they are. The internet's some water, Thirsty. folks. And then <laughs> Zel actually Zelda was a star for me in this one. She's got the awesome Master Sword yeah. uh, in her hands. And the, again, the colors, the the these amiibo are really detailed. I mean, I love Nintendo is a toy company and they show us they could do it better than anyone else. Yeah. Amiibos look so good for what they are. It's like, I'm always surprised with just how good the Amiibos look. Even if they did nothing, Mike, which most of them do. I mean, what are they, what are we really using them for? I use them for tears of the kingdom. Yeah. Some, some cool stuff here and there. Got to get some arrows and meat. But Mike, 
we got to get to the big one here. We're, we're coming to close down our chat and we're, we're running a little long here, but they dropped one on us. And this one was hinted at us for about a, a week or two. We kind of yeah. had rumblings that a 2D Mario was in the works. Yeah, we got rumblings once the Nintendo Direct was was out that they were going to do a new 2D Mario game. So most people assumed that it was going to be new Super Mario Brothers, whatever. And we got hit with something that was way better, I think. We got hit with Super Mario Brothers Wonder, which, yes, it looks a little like the new Super Mario Brothers game. It's a totally different art style. The art style looks really cool. And this game looks wild. It looks like you hit like a wonder flower and it changes like how the stage operates and everything gets like real trippy and weird and wacky and crazy. And it looks so good. Four player co-op is back. It looks like you can now play as Peach and Toad, Mario, Luigi, Daisy. Daisy. Yeah, that's a big one. And I think Yoshi too. I think Yoshi might be playable. And this was like, these games do so well. The 2D Mario games are usually among the best-selling games on the console. Well, the art style alone, Mike, they really need to do something different. And this looks like, honestly, it reminded me of Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. In some parts, but obviously in much higher quality. I love watching the characters run and seeing the details of like the dust behind them, of Mario's hat lifting up. The animation work is some of the best 2D animation I've ever seen. And then seeing Mario at the end, that little mic drop of him changing into an elephant was really something else. And like the backgrounds are incredible. It's like watching a moving painting all the time, this game. Yeah, and the animations on the characters are so good. And there's something about it that looks kind of hand-drawn. It almost looks like it's like this hand-drawn kind of activity book style. And... It's really cool looking. Like, I think this is going to be a great game to look at. Very rarely. Yeah, on an OLED, it's going to look pretty. Yeah. yeah. And Mike, people are looking at the Halo Infinite, the God of Wars, the Final Fantasy Sixteens, and those games have the latest in graphical fidelity, and they are 4K and gorgeous. And then I see a game like this, and I'm like, Nintendo just knows what they're doing. And this is going to appeal to more audiences than those games are. This game looks like, yeah, it looks it looks incredible. People from five to ninety five are gonna say, "Wow, look at this game." Yeah, I'm. I was. I wasn't. Ex- I wasn't surprised to see a two D Mario game. No, for this direct because there was the rumor out there, and rumors have been getting pretty good. But I am surprised to see exactly what they did with it. They they could have just released a new new Super Mario Brothers game, and it would have sold like crazy and done well. But Nintendo kind of reinvented the modern take on 2D Mario. And 2D gaming's doing well. It's doing really, really well. There's still a lot of great avenues for it. We have this game. We have the new Sonic game. There's that Prince of Persia game, the Metroidvania Prince of Persia game coming out. Metroid Dread was great a a couple yeah last year, I think it was now. Unbelievably good. And 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 this looks like it's yeah, I mean I I know Matt, you and me were we're huge fans of Metroid Dread. And yeah, this game looks great. This game is going to sell 15 million copies just this fall when it comes out. And I wouldn't be surprised if it sells 25 its first year. I mean, like you said, this game will sell copies and it's coming out just before the holidays. Yeah. And honestly, I think this leans more into 
my thought where the next console is going to be something that is more iterative because it doesn't serve Nintendo to release this many big hits this late in the console if they have a new console coming out next year. That also could mean that they don't have a new console coming out next year, but all speculation would say would show that they probably do and it probably yeah. means any of these games you buy you'll yes. be able to play on the new console it i think so bad. i think so it makes the most sense and because why would you release all these big games late 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 usually like this time in a nintendo console's life is reserved for like a, an okay kirby game yeah not this many bangers right up to the end no, they're investing a lot of time and energy into some of these titles here. And yeah. kudos to Nintendo because I think they just won Summer Game Fest. I think yeah, every far. single person I've read and spoken to has said they hit it out of the park. And everyone left today with four or five things that they're excited for. Yeah. You and me, probably eight to ten. <laughs> yes, way, way too many games for me to even get to and play, but I'll buy them all anyway. And if the next Switch is iterative, and backwards compatible, it's really going to set them up. If the next Switch is PS4 equivalent, maybe a little bit better, I think if you're able to play all your old games and they get up and and improved on a new Switch, I really think it's going to be hard to beat Nintendo moving forward. The PS5 is starting to pick up some steam now, but it's still not doing nearly as well. Xbox, I don't know what's going on over at Microsoft. They I had, think they I have think nothing. the problem is, and we've talked about this, that that AAA and these big budget and 4K, 4K game development is a huge undertaking. And Nintendo creating these games that are mostly 900p, 720p, sometimes 1080p, they take a lot less resources and they can spit out games faster. Well, I love how Nintendo does it because the way they've structured themselves and the way the switch has worked with their relationships with third party with third party developers with indie devs with ports and remakes they've really been able to cover every nook and cranny they can to ensure that there's always something coming out on switch even in the slowest years for the switch where people would complain there not there's nothing coming out there was four or five really incredible switch experiences and like i said at the beginning it's not about graphics all the time it's about the games yeah if you got good games that's all that matters and nintendo will release in a five-year period they will release 20 great games even if it's 10 great games that's incredible when you look at a company like sony they're releasing maybe one or two great games a year capcom one or two great games a year Square Enix, one or two great games a no, year. It's, it's not, amazing. I think 2020 amazing. was the year that they released. It was like Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 was June. Then July was, they had the uh, Astral Chain. The next month was Luigi's Mansion 3. And the next month, and they had something like every month for six months was a yeah. first or second party title game and, of high quality. And there was enough time in between releases. Yeah. To for you to play through these games. So Nintendo's just really got the, the scheduling down. And when they can't put out a game, they have a third-party game that comes out that's huge. They're really so, smart about it. And they don't, they actually, I think you said earlier, Ubisoft had had some comments about Mario Rabbits, and, and Nintendo kind of said to them, 
don't release too many similar games yeah. on the same console. That's why you don't see a second Mario Kart. That's why you don't see a nope. second Smash Brothers on this console. Nope. They're going to spread out different types of stuff to you throughout the year, throughout the console life cycle. So you're always getting new, different experiences. Yeah, and and the direct was terrific. Uh, 10 I, out I, of 10. 10 out of 10, one of the best directs I think we've seen in a long time for me personally. So diverse, so diverse in content. And we left just, today talking about Metal Gear Solid, yeah, Mario RPG Remake, Batman Arkham, Vampire Survivors, and a new Mario game. And that's just a few, but that's all over the spectrum types yeah, of games. We didn't even talk. We're not Mario Kart, Sonic, Star Ocean, like a tactics games, Persona tactics 5. Game. I mean, it's got niche games. It's got mass, mass, mass market everybody. games. There is something for everyone in this direct and there are multiple things for everyone on switch. The only thing I think, well, even puzzles, if you want to talk about Pikmin, it's even got puzzle stuff on it. So yeah, this, this direct was in terms of diversity, quality of games, late switch, late in the switch's life. The game that's still firing dude. And this, this console rips, it's it's definitely my favorite console of all time now. There's it's no no dispute. It was Super Nintendo or PS1 for years. Switch just won. Switch like Switch just won. You put my favorite game on your console and you're gonna win. I don't want to put this out into the ethers, but I honestly think if they didn't release a Switch successor next year, they would be absolutely fine. They could probably go to 2025, Mike. They probably could. I I I would like I would rather them not, but of I course. think they could. They're going to squeeze what they can out of Switch, and they're going to get one more holiday season out of it before they release a successor. Yeah. So, Mike, it was a great, great Nintendo Direct, and we got to get our thoughts and feelings on it out to you guys because we were excited, and you guys should be about the future of gaming in general, but specifically today on the Switch. Yeah, man. Great, great time to be a Switch fan. Just like I always say this, it's it, there's no better time to be a gamer than now. And Switch is one of the best places to play. Absolutely. So that was our thoughts and feelings on the June 21st Nintendo Direct. I just want to say too, like Matt, I think you've proved this. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off here. You've proven that you can be totally happy as a gamer right now with just a PC and a Switch. I can't be that guy because I need to play Final Fantasy 16, but Matt can be that guy. And on my PC, I got waiting for me. Hogwarts Legacy, Hi-Fi Rush, Jedi Survivor, God of War 2018. I have a Spider-Man Remastered, Spider-Man Miles Morales. You could still get the Xbox and Sony experience. But as you said, Mike, I am very happy. I've decided, listen, I'm very happy playing what I can, mostly on the Switch. Yeah. And you can do that. I will say this much before we go and before you wrap it up. Final Fantasy 16, I've, <laughs> played, I've played the demo. Uh-huh. It is very good. The reviews, some of them say very it's good. their game of the year. Some of it them is, are even saying it's top tiers of the kingdom for them. It's very good. Someone compared this to God of War 2018 in terms of what this does for the Final Fantasy series that it sets on a whole new course. It's it's an action game, so it does take a little adjusting to get used to. Mm-hmm. But the demo is... I'm going to say this much before we wrap up. I'm sorry for making this into a longer segment than it needs to be. The Final Fantasy 16 demo came out. I was in Japan. I couldn't play it. I was reading a lot of people saying how good it was. And I was kicking myself because I wanted to play it. I got home. My flights got all screwed up coming home. I ended up getting home like a day later than I thought I would. 
And I got home and the first thing I did was download the Final Fantasy 16 demo. And I started it up. And Final Fantasy 16 is dark, right? But I immediately thought story-wise and thematically, it was similar to Final Fantasy Tactics. It's a darker, serious take on this series. Now, when I say it's dark, there's two different ways dark can go. Dark can go grim, dark, gritty, edgy, right? Or it can be sincere. Final Fantasy 16, from what I've played in the demo, is a game that has some damn respect for itself. And the reason why I say that is because sometimes the series gets in its own way by trying to make itself edgy. And Final Fantasy 16 is a game that is serious and sincere, but also appreciates where the series has come from. It feels more in line like Final Fantasy 1 or maybe Final Fantasy 5 than say, and Final Fantasy 5 is really goofy, but it feels more in line with like Final Fantasy 1 and Final Fantasy Tactics than it does 7. And that's a good thing. And I love Final Fantasy 7 and I love the remake and I'm so excited for Rebirth. But Final Fantasy 16 left me a little shaken by the story beats and how mature it is without being cheesy, without being edgy. Like it's actually feels like it is actually a mature story with actual mature characters. And yeah, it's dark and it's bloody and it's dark fantasy. But from the few hours I played in the demo, I was completely taken off guard with how good it was. I cannot wait to get back to it. I assume you have a physical copy on order? I have the special edition. I'll be picking it up at Best Buy tomorrow on my way home from work. That's awesome. Now, you're going to have to share with us as you play more of this game, tell us how it differs from 15 and previous, outside of obviously the, the combat we know of. So I'm it's, very excited to hear. All I can say is that from what I've played, it is very good. The cliffhanger that the demo leaves you with, mm-hmm. for me as someone who's seen a lot in video games, I went, oh my God. That's awesome. It, it's awesome to hear that Street Fighter Six, Resident awesome. Evil 4, awesome. Tears of the Kingdom, everything is Amazing. living up to what we want these games to be so far. Even Jedi Survivor, I think had some performance issues. People said also great game. So it's it's nice to hear that gaming feels like, again, it's peaking. Dude, I think all these games are exceeding their hype. Yeah, somehow every game is, is better than what we thought they could have been. Street Fighter Six rules, dude. Street Fighter Six is awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't want to take any more time. It's uh, a good place. We're in a good place for gaming right now. There's, yeah, there's too much. So It's so uh, good. Thank you, as always, Mike. It's fun to talk games with you. And uh, tell the world out there when you're not in Japan, where can people find you? Yeah, I'll be quick about it. You can find me with my band, Bad Mary. You can find us on the internet, badmary.com, or search out Bad Mary or Bad Mary Band. You can find me here on the Long Island, Island, Jesus. You can find me here with, with Matt every week. Matt, you do an incredible job with this on the Hall of Fame video game podcast. You can also find me on my own podcast, Batman Tasticast, where we talk about Batman. We're going to be talking about more Batman in the future. And last but not least, you can find me at Long Island Retro Gaming. You can search us out at Long Island Retro or go to longislandretrogaming.com. Our convention, our expo is August 11th through the 13th of 2023. And I hope to see you there. Thanks, Matt. Awesome stuff. We'll be back next week with a Hall of Fame game to add to our prestigious, prestigious Hall of Fame. Yes. Uh, But for this week, we had the Nintendo Direct, which we had to talk about. Please do reach us on our Instagram, reach us on our email. That is the Hall of Fame 
pod at gmail.com or on Instagram at Hall of Fame pod. So thank you guys as always. And until next time, play lots of video games. See ya. From Mike and Matt, thank you for listening to the Hall of Fame game podcast. Check us out on Instagram at Hall of Fame pod or email us at the Hall of Fame pod at gmail.com. Please leave us a review and be sure to tune in next time.